Hello and welcome to the Creative Calm Podcast. I am your host, Denise Christensen Ray. I'm a creative wellness coach who has a passion for adding zest and whimsy to everyday life. As a mom of four, teacher and business owner, life can get a bit crazy and overwhelming, but I have discovered that through the magic of rest, creativity, and play, I have the power to find common success in all areas of my life and business. My mission with this podcast is to show you that this is possible for you as well. I can't wait to help you embrace your playful spirit, find pockets of rest in your days, and dive into the joy of creativity so that you can move past overwhelm and thrive in your life and business. Let's get to the show. Hello, and welcome back to the Creative Comp Podcast. I'm so excited today because I have a friend of mine, Leah Michelle, on today. And oh my gosh, I met Leah about a year ago. And I remember actually hearing Leah's voice for the very first time. I don't know if you didn't know this, Leah. I heard your voice for the very first time on a podcast. And it was on our friend, um, Allison Cullen's You Do Woo podcast. I had been listening to that podcast and wasn't in Allison's world yet. And I was binging on a bunch of her episodes. And one of her more recent episodes had Leah Michelle on. And I was like, oh my gosh, what a lovely voice she has. And what a lovely person she sounds like she is. And then just a few short weeks later, when I joined Allison's Mastermind, I got to meet Leah. So Leah is a human design and self-love guide. Love, love, love that title. I can't wait to dive into that more and hear more about it. So actually, let me let Leah say hello. And maybe she can start with that. Dive into that title a little bit, Leah. Yay. Well, first of all, thank you for having me. I'm very excited to be one of your first guests. I know we were chatting about that before. And I think it's so funny because I did not know that story about how you met me. So I love that. And it's, I was just reflecting back. That episode was from August. 2022, I think it was. So it's quite a while ago. It doesn't feel like a long time ago, but a lot has changed since then. And it's funny. I'm going to have to go back and listen to it. But thank you for the kind words. And I'm excited that we met each other and that we've been in each other's world for that long, which is crazy. I know it really is, but it also feels like it's not that long, but then it feels really long. It's this whole mm-hmm. past year, um, meeting so many new people and this journey that I've been on um, for Creative Thumb. I've met so many amazing people and it feels like I've known many of you for like a really long time, like including you and that, but it hasn't been that long. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's definitely a lot of shifts going on with the new paradigm. I'm not sure if you and Allison got into that, but there's definitely some weird shifts going on with the with time in a good way, but I love it. But anyways, I'll get back to your question about who I am. So as you introduced me, I am a human design and self-love guide. And the reason why I decided to call myself that is because self-love has always been like one of the most important things to me. Even before I started this business that I'm in now, I have been in business for the past It's been about five and a half years, and I started in network marketing with a health and wellness company. But even through that, like self-love was my focus, self-love related to wellness and like nourishing your body. But then I learned about human design around the same time, actually. I learned about it while I was in, I think it was just 
I can't even remember, to be honest. I always try to think about this. It was probably in some training and like I heard about it and I had dove into it because I loved learning about myself. I loved astrology. I loved all of the personality tests. That was just what I was all about. And then human design just really resonated. So, you know, I took like baby steps learning about it for myself. And it wasn't until I met Allison, who we were talking about, she did a training in a network marketing group that I was in. So I just dove in from there and got my certification to do human design readings. And now, like like I said, I'm a human design and self-love guide, and I'm building this business in human design coaching, but I come at it. So it's like a two-way street, basically. I come at human design from a place of self-love, which to me, that means honoring every part of yourself. So you, you know, with human design, you learn a lot about who you are. But sometimes it doesn't always resonate or sometimes we also like to put ourselves in a new box when we learn about human design. But I think it's meant to be expansive. So I like to look at it as like, okay, what parts actually resonate with you? What feels good for you? And again, it can always change as we evolve. But that's what I mean by the self-love piece there. And then I also help people on their self-love journey, again, to love themselves wholeheartedly using that tool of human design. Because, like I said, human design really helps you to know your true self. Yeah. So let's back up for a quick second in case people haven't listened to my episode with Allison about human design and my journey with learning about it too. You might be like, what is this human design thing? I'd be a little confused. Now, can you tell us in your words what human design is? I know we're going to be focusing a lot about self-love this episode, but human design is one of the tools you use to help people guide them and remind themselves of their immensely important relationship of themselves and loving themselves. So um, human design is a great tool for that. It really is. It helped me a lot this year. And I talked about that in the episode with Allison. So could you just share with me, with our with our listeners right now, um, in case they haven't heard that episode, what human design is? Yeah. And it's, I always find it funny because everybody explains human design differently, which I love too. But to me, what human design is is really your unique energetic blueprint of who you are, how your energy best operates in the world, but also how you operate as an individual, like as a unique individual, and how you interact with other people, again, energetically. And I know that sometimes that sounds a bit like woo-woo and confusing, but I'm also a nurse, so I'm a science lover. And when I think about like the saying that we're all energy, it's really about like our energetic cells in our body. Like we are all made up of atoms. And again, I'm not going to go into like a scientific lesson about it to explain it. But like we are energetic beings and we interact in this world in different ways. Yeah. So that's really what human design is like as a whole. If that makes sense. Yeah, that totally makes sense. So basically um, what comes down to is that everybody has their own blueprint and it's 
based on your birth date, um, where you were born, and the time you were born. And that to me, that does sound a little woo-woo when I get, I get that. And I remember when I first started, I'm like, I don't know about this. But when I actually got my um, chart and I got my first reading, I was like, oh my goodness, it was it's so matched why, where I am and, and where I knew I was like meant to go in terms of like what I, my lights, when it's like all the personality stuff, like when you take a personality test, like the, like the Myers-Briggs or um, the Enneagram and then you read your results. I don't know if anybody's ever done that. It's like, wow, oh my gosh, like they're rewriting this for me. And that's that, that it was that for human design, but even greater because it was like, really felt like it was like, oh my gosh, are they in my head? This is so crazy. And it also helps you just like know what directions to go in and things like that. I know I talked about my experience with it the episodes ago, but it's just, it really is a really neat um, tool. And so I can see how your, your lens of self-love, this is, it's such a, it's such a wonderful tool to use with that. And then I'm sure that you have other tools as well that you use, but it's just something that, well, first of all, I think a lot of us Unfortunately, over time, as we're, you know, we're going through this world, sometimes we fall out of love with ourselves. And what I think what this world needs most is for us to love ourselves so that we can better love others around us. So I'm so excited that you're doing this work because it's so, so valuable and so important. Mm-hmm. I completely agree with you that loving ourselves is so important, like I said. And I love what you shared about human design, too, is that it really helps you get to know yourself, like what I was saying, because it shows you as well, like your your personality, like you said, it shows you how you make decisions, how you do a lot of these practical things. So, yes, like we're energetic beings, but we still move about the world like in a practical way. Like we make decisions every day. We interact with people. We have that relationship with ourself. And why wouldn't you want to learn more about yourself? Yeah. Because when you learn all of these amazing things about who you basically like were born to be, and that way you can step into it. Yeah. And be, it's, a, it's a guide. It really is a guide. But it's also, it's not like you said earlier in this episode, that it's not a box that you want to put yourself into either. So, and I think people can do that with any, I don't know, with any kind of type of thing like that, like the Enneagram and the, and the Enneagram, I'm a nine, which is the peacekeeper. So, you know, I have like, that's all I am. And I'm like, that's like I can, I can sometimes get mad, you know what I mean? Like, I don't have to only be that. Um, and I think like sometimes we can get stuck in that kind of stuff too. So it's, I thought that was a really great point to make that, um, it's just that it's just a tool. It's just a tool, mm-hmm. but it's it's a good tool. So, um, all right. So, Leah, let me ask you a little bit about your creativity now, because that you know that's a big part of this podcast: creativity and rest and play. And I brought you on here for many reasons, but one of the things I also want to talk about is this, because you have worked with me with a, a bit before Creative Um, and I learned a lot about like your creative side, and it's really neat. I I. I before we even really fully dive into that, um, I want to I want you to tell the, tell the listeners a little bit about where you're from and just the, your your background um, growing up and things like that. Like, what are the things you love to do? And you know, where where are you now? Yeah, that's 
I love that question. It's a loaded question, but (laughs) there's so many good things I can dive into. So where I'm from, basically, I am, well, I'm from Ontario, Canada. For those of you who know Canada at all, I know you, um, maybe your listeners are in the States, but Ontario, right above New York. And then I just moved out to Alberta. So that's across the country. And growing up, like I said, I am a nurse now, but well, I'll get to that after. There's a story behind that too. But yeah, growing up, I always loved science. And I just got really sucked into like the scientific world. But I think it was because I was I was good at it. And in school, where I went to school at least, we didn't focus a lot on like creativity in school, which is really interesting to me and something I was thinking about when I was working with you, Denise. Because, yeah, like we didn't, it was always about like, yeah, you do like your creativity or like fun play, whatever, on the side when you're not in school. And for me, that was dance. So that was what I did outside of school. But it was never like, oh, I'm going to, you know, focus on this. I have to pick some sort of like specific class that they would teach you in school. So I picked science because I was good at it. So I felt like growing up and even like into my adult years, it was always, oh, what's the word? Like a push and pull between both sides. Like Mm -hmm. I felt creative in some aspects, but not so in other aspects. And I know when I started working with you, Denise, I was talking about this, how I have a hard time being creative and I have a hard time playing. And you really like helped me to see that we can be creative in all aspects of life. Yeah. Yeah. It's an interesting, it is a push and pull. And I think it's a dichotomy that it's a false dichotomy. Is that the word? Um, yeah. Yeah. Like it's like, okay, either spend time being creative or you have to be responsible and do your job. But meanwhile, every career, every role we have takes creativity. You know, as a mom, I have to like be very creative uh, on the spot sometimes with like, what, even when it comes to like, what am I making for dinner? Like, (laughs) we have this, this in the house and we have to figure it out. And that takes some problem solving. There's so much creativity. And and even in nursing, when you were walking, like, it, it doesn't seem like as much, but you can look at like, there's a lot of problem solving and a lot of like having to, um, I mean, I'm not a nurse, I'm a teacher. I can think about a million examples as a teacher um, and how I have to on the spot use my creativity. And so I'm, I'm sure as a nurse, you can you can think of some things too. Or, um, and even just like the communication skills, like the working with your patients, like you need to, you know, think on your feet and all that kind of, those kind of things. So I think of creativity as it's really important that we exercise it in different ways because it's, it does touch all aspects of our lives. Um, mm-hmm. And the more like looser we let our brains be and like have fun with some creativity, uh, the easier it can help us in all the other aspects of our lives. We can be less like less stringent and structured and have to like go a certain way. Um, we can kind of see that there are opportunities for for different answers. Maybe. So that's so interesting. Um, I know that you're able to have some insight there with creative calm. And it's something that I've been working on too, because 
a lot of times I'll be like, okay, I have, I can play after I finish this or that, you know? And then sometimes I have to remind myself like, well, maybe if I play first, I'll actually do better at the job that I have to finish. And so I've been, I've been playing around with that lately. Like, okay, well maybe be, before I work on that, I first have to play. <laughs> and mm-hmm. it's, it's interesting, especially if my brain isn't really into the task that I have to work on, it might get more into the task if I do so. If I, like for you and your example is dance. Like I really want to dive into that more, but maybe if I put on some music and dance a little bit, I'll feel lighter. I'll feel like I have more energy and then I could put that energy towards the task that I have to do for say my job or for a family thing that I have to get ready for or whatever. Um, what do you think about that? Do you think, do you, do you find that have examples for that for yourself, especially when it comes to dance and does dance help you? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's so true. I just want to backtrack to what you said too about how creative or how being creative and creativity just shows up in all aspects of our life. And just to bounce off what I was saying before, that's something I didn't realize either, was that being creative doesn't mean like doing art, like painting. That's always what came to me. (laughs) Because I think it was funny when I did my first human design reading, I have a creativity channel. And I was like, oh, I don't resonate with that. I'm not creative because I don't do art. But then again, diving into what creativity really means and what you taught me about it just being involved in everything we do. And like you said, making dinner, the mundane tasks, we use our creative brain or we can to make life better because it really does. That's true. So I just wanted to add that in. And then with dance specifically, what you were saying too about like using creativity and play to help get you into that. Well, what came to me was like, it helps me get into that higher vibration higher energetic state. So what I do with dance specifically now is that like when I'm feeling really just really low and like I don't want to do the things that I want to do, especially with business, it comes up. You have to do certain things and you're just like, oh, I don't feel like it. (laughs) I just like put on a song and dance around. And like I don't dance very good, which is funny because I used to dance. (laughs) But I once in a while I'll post it on my social media and be like, you would never guess I was a dancer. <laughs> yeah, I know it's easy to label ourselves, but we are. That's amazing. So you do, you, you've you been using dance more and more lately? I have. And again, like I used it before, but I didn't really think about it until, that's like with everything, right? You You know things, but until you really understand and integrate it or embody it, whatever word you want to use, you don't realize how much it's actually again, changing your life, transforming different aspects. And again, in this case, it's really like helping you to raise your vibrations. Yeah, totally. Mm-hmm. I absolutely love dance. I think I just have a love affair with like all different freedom channels. Still working on the cooking one, but you know, I have hopes. Um, oh yeah, same. And I'm just like, <laughs> oh, gardening sounds great. Oh yeah, I want to try dance. I want to do this. I want to do that. But dance, I never considered myself a dancer. I tried tap when I was like in second grade and it didn't go well. We're thinking, I'm not good at this. And very early. So that's a very early judgment of myself. I guess like a self-love type of thing. I was like, I didn't think that I was good at it. So I didn't, like, you know, love lets you to see like, and as I can do things, like it doesn't matter if I'm good or not, like I can just enjoy it. And 
And I've come to understand about myself is that I do really love to dance with my body. I just don't enjoy dancing to a choreographed type of thing. And that's something that I didn't realize until I was probably in my early 20s when I had an opportunity to go to a retreat and it was like dr- a drumming workshop and I started dancing and I absolutely had the best time. And it was just a wonderful experience. And I actually got um, certified in this program called Dance Your Medicine, um, which I haven't really used too much, but I think it's time to bring it back, bring it into creative thumb eventually. But it's mm-hmm. so healing. I remember you told me about this. It was, yeah. It, that's cool. like something that brought back my love. Yeah. I'll put the link in the show notes for the program that I've had taken. Um, and I remember being like, it's so true. People just need to use it um, whatever way feels right to them. And it's choreographed mm-hmm. dance is like the way that like feels great. And, you know, just tapping your toe at the side and like, uh, you know, listening to the music and not really fully dancing is like your thing. Cool. It's just like whirling around and there's no rhyme or reason to your moves. That's awesome too. But it gives, it gives you that energy boost. And um, I mean, there's probably, I mean, I'll have to do a whole episode on dance and like all the science behind it and all the things mm-hmm. that it does for, and it's, it does for your body and your brain. That would be so neat to, to really dive into that. But I think that's awesome that you realize that dance is your creative outlet. Well, one of your creative outlets. Yeah. But it doesn't have to be painting and art. Although everyone knows how much I love all that kind of stuff. And I think it's helpful, even if you're not a good, and I'm putting in quotes, artist, like in terms of like painting or drawing, it still has value, I think, for people who don't think they're good at it. But I'll, I'll, mm-hmm. I could talk about that another time too. <laughs> no, that just makes... It just reminds me like everything that you were talking about, even growing up when I was dancing, because I wasn't, again, quote unquote, like one of the best dancers. I was probably like one of the least good. I don't know. That's how I thought of myself, at least. And it wasn't fun at the time, which is, again, like it wasn't, it was just something that I did because like, that's what I chose to do after school. Okay. You know, you can probably reflect back to that. I had fun at times, but. I think that's why into my adulthood, I like, I didn't dance for a long time. Right. And now realizing like what you said is just letting yourself be and letting yourself do it, even if you don't feel like you're the best or, and it might be just your own perceptions. Like you were saying, you think I'm a good dancer. <laughs> yeah. And that's really important to think of too, of the importance of self-love, but also joy. Those two things are, like, really important to me. And doing those things just for the simple fact of it brings you joy and it makes you happy. Same with what we were saying about painting and art. Like, I do like to do that, but I suck at it, in in my opinion. So that's, and again, like, yeah, yeah, it's my judgment of myself. But really being able to, and I'm working on it because of you and because of other things that I've heard. Um, in different coaching containers I've been in. But the fact of like doing things that bring you joy just because they bring you joy. Yeah. That's an act of creativity, play, but it's also an act of self-love. It's totally. And self-love is all these things kind of work with each other, you know, and it's very easy 
to get stuck in our mindset of I'm not good at it. I'd suck, you know, whatever, you know, all the things that we can say about ourselves. But if it's something that doesn't, like you said, is just fun, like you are, you're trying it for the first time. Say, yeah, say it's a, a painting workshop and you go and you're like with some girlfriends and you're like, oh, it was really fun. Now, did I love the end result? But I love the way I felt doing it. So that's what matters. Like, we're not looking to all the fun Picasso's. I mean, you never know. Maybe you'll find something that really sparks a mission for you. I found her art. But, you know, like, you, you then all of a sudden you're like, oh, I am now an artist and you become an artist. Maybe you're just like, I'm just trying and I'm having fun. And that, that's awesome. That's why I really love the concept of dabbling. We talked about that before on their episode, but just trying some new things, trying it out. My daughter's currently mm-hmm. taking us to the baking club. Um, oh, fun. She's staying up to school and we actually already know that she loves baking and doing all that kind of stuff. But, you know, I'm just thinking like, that's a really cool little family. You know, do you want to try that? All right. You don't have to become a, you know, a baker. Do that. Maybe you want to try it and you might just find that, if it's, that you enjoyed it for the moment, that season. So I think that's neat. Yeah. And it's okay to suck at things too. I just want to bring that up. Like, in quotations, like it's okay to do things and to feel like you felt failed at them because I don't think that there's any failures. It's all about having fun, like you yeah. said. Yeah, I had an episode that came out a little while ago called about failing forward, and like you, you just you put yourself out there. You tried something, and maybe it doesn't work, but you tried it and you had that experience, mm-hmm. and then you got a little bit better. And you learned from your mistakes and. Uh, it's such a good concept yeah there is like it's it's as long as you're having fun or even if you're yeah. not having fun you learn from that too oh you know what that is not fun it's not my thing i'll have to do it again yeah exactly and how do you know what actually brings you joy if you don't try things I that's know. also what i say like you have to try them 100 percent. i love it i love it i love all of this so so mm-hmm. cool well i have a couple of, um, well, actually, I have a more question for you before we get into the, our final question. I want to ask you about your move because yeah, you just did a big move. You just went like across, across the country. I mean, of Canada, like I, I, the East Coast to the West Coast now, right? You're on the West Coast. Yeah. Right? Is it the coast? I don't even know. Where is Alberta? Is it? Uh, it's like the second province over. Okay. So it's kind of From, close to the still the West. Okay. Yeah. The West. Um, and that's a big, like your family lives all on the East Coast, right? And mm-hmm. um, so it's you and your partner who moved to the West. So how has that adventure been? That's a big adventure. It is. It's been amazing, but it's also been the most challenging thing. <laughs> and it's so funny because I knew that was going to happen. But again, like I said, until it actually happens, you don't really see how it affects you. And... The biggest thing, which this is where I'm talking about the fact that I'm a nurse, I left my job as a nurse back in Ontario, and I haven't got another job as a nurse yet. So I'm in between like transitioning with not only moving, like physically moving places, but also just transitioning who I am. So it's just been like all I have to like the only words I can use are a challenging but amazing transition period. <laughs> Isn't that how most transitions are, right? 
Mm-hmm. All right. That's so neat. Have you um, had opportunities to just really enjoy your new surroundings and the area that you're in now? Yeah. And that's, again, what I wanted to talk about, too, is that allowing myself to not have like a set job that I was going into. And again, I just want to recognize like there is a privilege to that. Like not everybody can do that right away. But basically, like I found I do like I'm working part time in a job that's really fun. So that's one thing is that I'm just allowing myself to have fun there and meet new people and do something different that I would never expect myself to do. Especially at like 29 years old, (laughs) changing my whole life up. But also, again, just allowing myself to go on hikes, go on walks, uh, explore. Like I did a breathwork event today that was being run in town and like just exploring yoga and all the fun things. Yeah. And having that opportunity to do it. That gives you, that gave you some space. That gave you space to really explore and have some time and like that that margin piece and now you're going to be able to now work through that transition and some of the challenges that you're going through but having that that margin time probably gives you time to really um feel and get a grasp on what's the next steps for you you find that's mm-hmm. helping you with the rest and that that space Yes, it's definitely helping with that. It's helping with a lot of things. And I think, again, having like the rest, creativity, play, all of those pillars. I fucked up what I love. (laughs) I know. It's funny. I just thought of that. I was like, oh, I'm doing like all of that right now and really exploring. And again, I'm going through like, I like to call it a self-discovery journey, trying to figure out who I am. And we all need these in our lives, whether you're you do it when you're 18 or you do it when you're 60. Yeah. Like whatever age it or, is. It or you matter. have multiple times where you do it. It's mm-hmm. fine. I've had multiple. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and you're you're a youngin, 29. <laughs> I uh, 43 over here. But uh yeah, no, you're it's part of life is to have transitions and change and time. But like I think when and then you know some of them are are put on us by challenging situations that we didn't choose some of that some of the things are put on us by choices we make like you decided to move um yeah there's just so much that can come but no matter what life holds transition like transition is just mm-hmm. part of life and change and things kind of like that so i think that's really beautiful of how you're incorporating rest and creativity and play in the middle of this because you could either choose two things you can start to have like freak out moments and let stress take over or you can do what you're doing and not that there isn't moments of stress i'm sure and challenging feelings but that's life we're supposed to have challenging feelings but you're also really just opening yourself up to 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 see what could be possible next instead of restricting yourself you're having more expansion and i can feel that let's look look at you how you're talking and just how you're showing up stuff amazing Mm -hmm. and it's yeah exactly like you said i love that about the restriction and the expansion because we and the choices like everything you just said was (laughs) a lot a lot of gold but the first thing like we always do have a choice so that's i just want to say that again because it's really important 
sometimes we don't feel like we do. And again, I'm not like negating any of really like the really difficult challenges that we go through, but we really do always have a choice in how we move forward through the amazing moments and through the challenging moments. So that's just a very important it's, note. It's a, a lot of mindset, you know, is we're going to have the feelings. We're going to have the negative feelings and we're going to have the positive feelings. Um, it's and But then, you know, how are we going to respond to those feelings? Are we going to let them flow through, flow through us? Are we going to like have them very deep inside so that they come out later? There's just all different, no, they're choices, but it's also choices based on how you know, aware you are of that kind of stuff too. It's, you know, not everyone's aware that they have a choice. Like it's the feelings and the, and the thoughts come so quickly that it's hard to even realize you have that. So that's where training and self-love coaching and guiding helps and, um, you know, design can help with that too. We just talked about earlier the things Mm -hmm. that the way I show up in this world to help people, um, through my coaching, um, it introduces you to new ways of thinking, which is, really valuable so that's awesome all right yeah ready i have some cool questions for you i created four questions that i'm asking all my podcast guests at the end and i want to start with the first one okay so my first question for you is what is your favorite guilty pleasure Hmm. i love this first of all (laughs) the questions i love that so fun uh that's a good one i feel like i have lots of guilty guilty pleasures okay right now though my favorite is watching gilmore girls with my with my partner who hope he won't listen to this but he'll kill me if i say that such a good show oh my gosh Mm -hmm. and like binge watch binge in a sense of like two episodes a day because they're long yeah i watched it like live when it was like on like a long time ago so i mean i don't think you were like i don't know yeah. My mom watched it, so I, I saw yeah, it in the mom. background. But... Your mom watched it. Yeah. Did you hear that, everyone? Um, <laughs> I I remember like just really enjoying it, and I and now I I don't really watch the reruns right now, but I can see it bringing me comfort if I decided to put one on um, any rerun. There's a lot of a lot of shows that I probably should just put on sometimes, and I just need a little bit of comfort time. You know, mm-hmm. it's awesome. Yeah. And I think I want to just add one thing. Yeah. Like, I love watching TV. It it does bring me joy. Mm-hmm. And I know that they're in, like, the personal development space. There's a lot of negativity around watching TV. But I just want to say that whatever you do that brings you joy, do it. Yeah. Yes, like, it's not good to sit on the couch all day, every day, and watch TV for months. Then there might be an issue. But, I mean, it is a guilty pleasure to binge TV. But if it brings you joy... Anything that is, yeah. Well, I to do. I want to add that that I think it's all about your mindset about why you're doing it. So if you're just falling down every night on a couch and just putting the TV on because you can't even imagine anything else to do, like you're just so exhausted and um, you don't have the energy to do anything else like we all have those moments right you know those moments where i'm just like i'm just gonna all learn to watch tv um and that's fine that's fine too but if you do that night after night after night after night after night and you're not like exploring what other possibilities are going to do um you know i mean i'm not saying 
But then it's, there could be times where you watch TV every night, but it's a decision you make because it's something that really brings you joy. So I think it's two different things. There's like, the, there's like that. I don't have, I can't even decide anything else. I'm just going to lay here and watch TV. Or it's the, oh my gosh, I can't wait to, watch, wait to watch my evening shows that I watch. Like those are two very different attitudes. And I think that's where it comes down to. So like, yeah, I, I, and I don't think either one is bad. I think we're just at different spots, but there's times where I just, that's how I, that's all I have the capacity to do and the energy to do. Um, but I didn't, didn't necessarily choose that. I just was like, it just fell into what I was going to do, which is to watch like Nick at night on TV for a while yeah. when I, when I had a small kid at home and I, or, you know, was nursing and I'm exhausted. Um, you know, I, I, you know, if I really had thought about it and chose, I probably would have wanted to do like an art project or something instead, but, um, I didn't even give myself that space and time to like make a decision and to choose something. So I just let exhaustion take over which happens. But mm-hmm. then there's also the, you know, I love watching this TV show. And my husband and I watch it every night, you know, to watch a new episode. And that's like, we look forward to it. And, and that is like one of our, you know, one of the things I, I, I'm choosing in my life to do. I like to do it. I think that's great. I think that's great. Yeah. Yeah. I just had to add that because I know there was a time in my life that I felt so pressured to not watch TV at all. And yeah. I was not happy. So again, it's just, yeah, there's all the like things. Nice it's a full economy. We have to pick. No TV or too much yeah. TV. Like, why can't there be something in the middle? Of course there can. Mm-hmm. Of course. There so I do just like to bring it up because it affected my life. And again, it's really about exploring, like, what makes you happy, yeah. what doesn't, and, like, exploring the feelings that are associated with I think whatever I need it is to, we do. I think I might need to t- change this question from guilty pleasure to something else because it's really not about being guilty. I, you know, I don't really like No, that. I'm sorry. I always have to make things deeper than uh, they are, You're but not I love making it. it difficult. <laughs> I'm actually really... I'm thinking about it and it's like words matter and I don't know if I want to be guilty there but what's your favorite pleasure I like that okay uh, dream vacation location hmm what, what is your dream vacation location I have yeah I know I love that <laughs> it sounds it makes it fun um I have a few different ones so Europe, but I would love to go to like Greece, Italy, Spain and do that. And then, yeah, I'm excited one day soon. And then Hawaii is obviously one. Mm-hmm. Those are probably the two biggest ones. Nice. Right now. I have yet to be out, to, I've had yet to go to Hawaii um, mm-hmm. and definitely want to one day. I, I did get to go to Spain, Italy and Greece. We did a Mediterranean cruise uh, when my when uh, the year after I got married, it was like a 12 day cruise. It was amazing. It was really cool. So I recommend uh, we left out of we left out of Spain and went to all those places. So oh my goodness, definitely. I can't wait to see that adventure happen for you. Yes, stay tuned. <laughs> I will, I will. Okay, the next question. This week you suddenly find yourself with four hours of free time. What do you do? Hmm. That's a good question too. It's so funny because like the first thing that comes to my mind is like, oh, I'll work on my business because I have all this time. But because we're talking about self-love and play and creativity, I think I would do both of those things. So I would work on my business for two hours and do like, you know, those things that you. It's fun and creative. Need to get done. Yeah. 
yeah, as a business owner, like that's part of the reason why you decide to, that's one of the reasons I'm deciding to create this mm-hmm. business is because I find it as a creative act. Like it's very creative for me to make something out of nothing. Obviously, that's what creativity is. So yeah, yeah I, that's a great answer. Go for it. So two hours mm-hmm. of that. And then two hours of like, I love yoga. So it would be something like yoga or dance or some kind of movement. Those are the things that I always, not always, those are the things that you sometimes put on the back burner when, like doing an actual class too. Like I said, I do stuff at home, yes, but I would love to make time more often for like going to a structured class because that's what I enjoy. So again, it's doing both of the things and I do, I do also believe that, yes, everything should bring you joy. <laughs> this is a whole other que- or story yeah. for another day, but. Amazing. Okay. Mm-hmm. And the last question is, well, I mean, we already answered this question, but we're going to just ask one more time. Your favorite creative outlet? Yeah, I did say dance, but I'm, I'll bring in a different one that I love. I'm trying to think of what it is. Um. Uh, Writing. I always forget to talk about that. Oh, why? Yeah, I want to hear it. Go. That's the thing that I never, I don't know, I never talk about it. But I've always wanted to write a book and I still think I will one day. Not sure what kind yet. But I just, I used to love, like as a child, I would write chapter books. Just. And I don't know where they are, but if I find them, I'm sure they're good. And I love writing poems and even just Instagram captions. I love writing them. So if you, I'm sure you'll put my link to my Instagram. I will. But I just, I love writing all the things. So that's my favorite. And it feels creative. It doesn't feel like work, even when I do do it for work. That's amazing. That's incredible. I mean, I love to write. I do, I do like to write too a lot. I think I'm pretty decent at it, but I, it does cause me like angst sometimes like, wow. <laughs> so that's cool that mm-hmm. it's something that just like it flows for you most of that that's awesome yeah so that brings me to when you talk about your instagram can you give us a little you know where people can find you if they want to follow you i like what you're up to before we end this episode yeah so you can find me on instagram that's where that's my favorite place on social media i know there's a lot of different places that we can be um but yeah that's my favorite and I'm at the Lee Michelle, which will be in the show notes. I also have a website that I'm reworking a bit, but it's theleemichelle.com. And I've recently been updating my free offers. So I have two free offerings right now. There is a beginner's guide to human design. So if you're new to human design, but also like if you've been self-discovering, self researching on human design that's a good place to go to learn all of the things and then actually this is fun because it's something that's like super fun and creative for me i have just started creating monthly human design phone backgrounds so every month i design like a different phone background based on different aspects of the human design chart so so far i have an energy type yeah energy type and authority one so they're all up there, and I can put the links to those freebies. But That'd it's be been so fun. That yeah. is really fun. It's like using what you're enjoying and like, and you're spreading through your business, but then adding a creative spin to it through 
Are you using Canva? Like, what are you using when you when you make your? Yeah, I use Canva, and I do. So there are affirmations, basically. That mm-hmm. there's like a little paragraph or a few sentences that really help you to just anchor into your design. Because I love affirmations. Again, love writing, love making things, and being creative on Canva. So mixed them all and I'm sharing them with you. Yeah, you're super creative. <laughs> There's so many different avenues of creativity you use. That's awesome. Well, mm-hmm. thank you so much for being here. This was such a fun conversation. I really loved it. And I'm sure my listeners are going to be so excited to follow you and to uh, keep up with all your happenings. But keep so everyone have a wonderful day and I will see you on the next episode. Thank you so very much for tuning into this episode of the Creative Calm Podcast. I hope that you found this episode insightful and that it has inspired you to embrace the three pillars of rest, creativity, and play in your own life. If you enjoyed this episode, please consider leaving a five-star review on iTunes or wherever you listen to this. Another wonderful way to show your appreciation and spread the Creative Calm revolution is by simply screenshotting this episode and sharing it on your social media and tagging me. I want to express my gratitude for joining me on this creative journey. Your support means the world to me. If you have any questions, suggestions, or topics you'd like us to cover in future episodes, please reach out to me on Instagram at Denise Christensen Ray. Until next time, remember to prioritize rest, unleash your creativity, and embrace playfulness. Have an absolutely beautiful, magical day.